Hello and welcome to the tip-off edition of Inside the Colony, the four-way Mad Ants podcast powered by Lutheran Health Network. I'm Jim Shovin along with Mad Ants Media Relations Director Dan Vance. So what can you expect to hear in the coming weeks and months from Inside the Colony? Well, we'll have news about the team in G League, game previews, summaries, and in-depth behind-the-scenes interviews with Mad Ants players so that you'll get to know them off the court as well as on. And we'll talk to the coaches, front office personnel. We'll talk to Mad Dancers, Mad Drummers. We'll even talk to the Mad Ant. Well, if he was able to. But Dan, let's... Let's start at the beginning. This is an exciting time. This is an innovation that we've talked about, and it's been in the planning stages for quite a while, and here it's coming to fruition. Yeah, Jim, I'm just really excited uh, that we get uh, to have basketball season again. We get to see basketball. We get to uh, experience Mad Ant basketball in some capacity, and, and we get to sit and talk about it. You know you know me, Jim. I will sit and talk about basketball uh, for days if somebody allowed me to. Well, that's right. Yeah, I do know that about you. Uh, you know, and, and as far as the season, it's been a long time coming and we are finally going to hit the court. But let's start with some of the changes we've seen since last season. And let's start with the top. We've got a new coach in Tom Hankins. Tell the uh, the, the listeners about Tom Hankins. Yeah, I think it's a really exciting time uh, and exciting to have Coach Hankins with us. You know, he's not somebody new to the to the Pacers organization, was with us last year as a player development coach with the Pacers organization. People have seen him uh, if they knew who they were looking for at the Coliseum, you know, uh, with, with Brian Bowen, the second, and Nazmich Long last year. He kind of worked with those two-way guys a lot. Uh, it's exciting to have a coach that brings – uh, kind of the the pedigree he does a lot of it on the college level but he's seen so much uh, in his years you know over 20 years on the college level he's been to the NCAA tournament he's coached games inside uh, the Memorial Coliseum before uh, visiting as part of the staff at Oral Roberts whether they were playing uh, then IPFW or whether they were participating in the Midcon tournament uh, that was played at the Coliseum years ago so he's a guy who knows Fort Wayne who knows uh, our fan base who knows our players uh, and, you know, just get a chance to talk to Tom. He's just kind of a, a cool, casual guy. Uh, and, and someone that I think that uh, our fan base and our players are really going to embrace. And of course the roster that he'll have to work with down in Orlando in the bubble during this 15 game regular season. Uh, this roster has some familiarity to it. Uh, looking at the roster, we got maybe half a dozen players who have been in Mad Ant's jerseys in the past. Uh, can you talk about a few of the returnees? I know we've got Brian Bowen II, Naz Mitru Long, and Daxter Miles Jr., just to name a few, but but talk about who we've got returning that the uh, people from the Fort Wayne area uh, is going to be familiar with. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great that we have guys coming back and guys that are going to you know, to, to build on, we have such a great fan base that loves our players that loves to know about our guys. So when you have great returners who, uh, embrace the fans, you know, I don't know that there may be a better spoken human being than has Mitchell long, uh, who, who just loves to, uh, embrace that. It's great to have him. And then Brian obviously is a, a two way player again, uh, with the Pacers having Dax back, you know, I think that, uh, the Fort Wayne fan base really enjoyed Dax during the, the short, relatively short time that they got to see him last year. 
Uh, mm-hmm. You know, coming in midway through the season with a trade, um, Jakeen and Gant, you know, was with us last year as a rookie. So that's that's another one where you get to see a guy develop. You know, uh, what does Jakeen and Gant, uh, who he is as a human being, so much straight out of college versus in his second year, uh, will be a lot of fun. And then you know, you bring back uh, Amita Brima, who fans again, he's like like coach Hankins, they probably didn't realize that they've seen him, but they have, he was behind the bench almost every game uh, injured last year and didn't get a chance to play, but was part of the organization uh, and, and really enjoyed his time in Fort Wayne and enjoyed his time with the organization. So there's, that's kind of the familiar faces. Some, you know, some you don't. And like I said, we're talking about Jakeenan. I'm excited to see the the growth um, in these guys and you know brian is another guy that was uh brian bowen was a rookie last year you know and so he's seen a lot he's going into and same with naz uh going into their second bubble situation as they, they were both with the pacers uh when the nba returned in the fall true now naz dealt with a lot of injuries last year and uh, is he completely healthy this year i know he had a, a lower body injury uh midway through the season, but then he, he dealt with Bell's palsy early on and uh, he actually wore a mask, a clear mask uh, while he played in some of the games. Yeah. Yeah. Naz is in great shape. He's excited. It's funny. You know, uh, we talk about uh, the ability to do things uh, while in quarantine before heading down to the bubble. And we had a, a, a meeting just earlier today with the players and Naz wanted to know when he was going to be able to get out and get go running. Like he's such an active guy. He wants to get at it all the time. Um, and I think that, that being in uh, a healthy shape, you know, excites him because, you know, when he was healthy last year, he was a monster. You know, he's the only guy that's ever had two triple doubles in a single season in Matt Ant's history. Uh, and to be able to do that in a limited capacity kind of shows you that, uh, a healthy Naz is a very dangerous Naz, uh, and he's got a great work ethic to go with it. Yeah, this is a great roster, and like I said, we're going to uh, go a little bit more in depth into this uh, in a in a future podcast. But uh, yeah, right now we've got about half a dozen guys that uh, have familiarity to the Fort Wayne fans, so it's going to be exciting for Coach Hankins to hit the court down in Orlando with this team. So we are going to be talking with Brian Levy, the Mad Ants GM, in the next segment. So stay tuned for that. And then after that, we're going to chat with assistant GM Chris Taylor. Stay tuned. You're listening to Inside the Colony, powered by Lutheran Health Network. Back on Inside the Colony, powered by Lutheran Health Network. We're with GM Brian Levy. Brian's been with the club in this capacity since the 2015-16 season. Brian, welcome. Thanks for having me. Now in your sixth season as Matt Ann's GM, the past several months have been, well, hectic, to say the least, uh, with, with so much uncertainty about even getting this season off the ground. And then add to that, we also have a new head coach in place that is somewhat familiar with Fort Wayne and, and several of the players in Tom Hankins. Um, how have you been? <laughs> uh, it's been, you know, I'm sure for most people, it's been stressful. Um, just trying the unknown, not knowing what was going to happen, what the format was going to be, who was going to be involved, uh, the timing, you know, it's hard to plan your life around these things. And I'm sure a lot of people out there have experienced it with their work as well. Um, you know, now that we're, we kind of have an idea of what we're doing, we're getting ready. Uh, we got a coach, we got players. It, it feels a little bit more real now. We can get into it and get prepared and, 
uh, get excited about what's to come. At what point, Brian, were you given specific dates and the green light to go pursue players? About a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it, it's, it hasn't been that long. Everything was uh, maybes and tentatives and likelies, and then we really started to narrow things down over the last couple weeks with the league. Now, since the Mad Ants run the same offensive and defensive systems as the Pacers, what kind of input did they have in constructing this roster? Did you work with them closely, uh, uh, you know, kind of creating a wish list of potential players, or how did that evolve? Yeah, we always work in concert with them. Um, You know, I'm bouncing ideas off their scouts to get some more fine details before I take maybe a plan to the the higher-ups, to Kevin Pritchard and Chad Buchanan. Uh, Ted Wu, Kelly, and now Ryan Carr, and um, you know Vance Catlin's really involved. So it's definitely a team team effort. Um, you know the two way guys obviously are Pacer guys. The guys in camp we have to get the sign off from the Pacers, and then as we kind of go down the roster, it's a little bit more us in terms of team building. But for sure, it's a collective effort. Now, of the teams that opted out of playing in Orlando, did these organizations align with teams that opted in? so that their pivotal players get some valuable minutes, or are they simply free agents at this point? So the only team we know that have kind of combined was uh, Capital City and Erie. Uh, they came to an agreement where they would you know, share a team kind of and send players. They're going to play under the, the Erie Bayhawks you know, logo, uh, but it's definitely going to be like half Capital City. Um, in terms of the other guys, we don't know what they're going to do. Uh, a lot of their players were available in the draft uh, on like a loan program. Uh, some teams decided to avail themselves of that option and, and pick up some of their players for just this year. Uh, we decided, you know, it didn't really make a lot of sense for us if we're going to invest time and energy and resources in a player. You know, having their rights to potentially return in the future was a big deal for us. So we went out and drafted two guys that we could, you know, hopefully help us this year and then again in the future, um, you know, whether they come back or, um, you know, next year or the year after, just guys that we want to grow and want to see develop in our system. And, and what was your vision, Brian, in putting this team together? Uh, did you want to emphasize defense, rebounding, or did you want a, an up-tempo, high-scoring team? Uh, how, did, how did that play out? Yeah, I think the first thing we realized was with only 17 of the 28 teams participating, there was going to be a lot of talent um, that had to kind of get crammed onto just 17 rosters. So we knew that each team would be high level in terms of talent. So uh, what we really wanted to do was was go out and, and find some guys that we thought could play faster, both defensively and offensively. You know, Nate Bjorkman's system is about disruption, is about uh, keeping people off balance. So we wanted these versatile guys that could guard multiple positions, they could press one, you know, maybe play zone the next possession, man-to-man, switch it up. So, you know, high basketball IQs, good athletes, um, you know, and I think we got a lot of guys – you know, we got like five or six guys that are like six seven to six eight, really long, athletic guys that can play all over the place. So I think we've got a lot of different lineups we can throw out there and keep people off balance. What is the availability of our two-way players, Brian Bowen the second and Pacers second-round draft pick Cassius Stanley? Yeah, I mean the expectation is they'll be with us as much as possible, but it's all going to come down to the health uh, of the big club and the Pacers at the time. They're going to have to make that decision probably a couple of days before we go in. You know, how many people are healthy? Hopefully, you know, everyone, no one has any COVID issues with the roster, uh, as we've seen with some other NBA teams to this point. So as long as everyone's healthy and everyone's there, um, you know, I would expect to, to have some, you know, two-way players and maybe even an assignment here or there. 
Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, best of luck in Orlando. And, uh, hey, defense wins championships. Let's get one. No, I appreciate it. We're going to miss the fans down there, but we're excited to get going again. All right, we'll be back with more Inside the Colony, powered by Lutheran Health Network. Back on Inside the Colony, powered by Lutheran Health Network. Another guy up to his eyeballs in work leading up to this abbreviated season is Matt Ant's assistant GM, Mr. Chris Taylor. CT, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's exciting to be back in Fort Wayne and obviously gearing up for, for this challenging uh, but exciting season ahead of us. Now, for those unfamiliar uh, CT has been with the Indiana Pacers G League affiliate since 2017 and began with the Pacers in 2012. Uh, give us a glimpse, CT, uh, of the timeline of specific dates that you're dealing with from players arriving, getting tested, departing for Florida, and then when games actually begin down there. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. There's still a lot of unanswered questions um, and kind of some details we're waiting on, but uh, sounds like in order to follow these pretty regimented league mandated protocols uh, for all the COVID and, and pandemic um, kind of things associated with that, uh, we're going to have to quarantine before going to the bubble. Uh, so we're going to be, we have the chance to do that in Indianapolis, uh, which is nice little change of scenery. So players will be flying in um, on January 19th, along with our, the rest of our staff, who's not currently here in Fort Wayne. Uh, we get to quarantine in a hotel for a week, uh, you know, following, again, those league-mandated protocols, being tested every day, uh, knocking out all of our physicals, kind of all the, all the things that are normally done in a normal season leading up to and then during training camp. Um, so that's, that's been interesting. And then from there, we'll head down to Orlando, have to quarantine again, uh, you know, to avoid any compromised uh, situations while on a commercial flight down to Orlando. Um, so we'll be there on Disney quarantining again for a few days, uh, and then training camps will kick off if all goes according to plan. Um, and that will be, uh, training camps looking like starting at the start of, or at the end of January, sorry, leading into the start of February. So time is passing quickly and there's still a lot of things to do on this to-do list, but we're knocking it out little by little. If all goes according to plan, now that should be bold and underlined in uh, just about every scenario down there. Well, what are some of the logistical challenges of, of basically moving the team to Orlando for this period of time? Uh, how much time do we have in this podcast, Jim? No. Um, uh, again, a great question and something that uh, we've been working through, uh, you know, with, with Brian Levy and uh, Dan Rosselli, our head athletic trainer, um, and myself have just been posing a million questions to each other, just kind of bouncing ideas off to see, you know, what's needed, uh, asking a lot of questions of NBA friends uh, who are in the bubble over the summer, you know, whether from the Pacers or other organizations, um, just trying to make sure that we have everything checked off the list because, you know, it's not as convenient as just say game night, realize that we ran out of something, you know, whether that's Gatorade or a forgot a jersey, you know, or, or uh piece of gear ripped or something you can't just run to the practice facility or the storage unit to grab that you know it's states away thousands of miles away um so it's just posing all these questions uh, and trying to figure out put ourselves in these situations what will we need um most and then you know it's the little things like food allergens and you know dietary restrictions that we we hadn't really thought about ahead of time because we'll be uh, having meals delivered while we're stuck in quarantine so we want to make sure that everybody 
you know, is, is healthy and eating enough and everything. It's, is there enough room in the hotel rooms that uh, our, our strength coach uh, can kind of walk some, some players through workouts virtually to make sure that, you know, during this week plus of uh, being stuck in a hotel room that guys are still in shape. So once training camp rolls around, you know, we don't have any little uh, knickknack injuries and things like that, um, you know, after being basically stuck, you know, in a bed or sitting on a couch in a hotel room watching TV for a week to 10 days. Um, it's making sure, obviously, following all the protocols, because those are very strict and obviously incredibly important. Uh, everybody needs to stay healthy. That's the, the number one thing. Um, it's how do we get all of our gear and equipment down to Orlando from Fort Wayne? You know, it'd be easy. Uh, Lakeland Magic, they just hop on a bus and, and drive a couple hours, you know, to Orlando. But for us, it's not that easy. So um, still working through a lot of things, but it's also a tremendous experience. Um, and I'll tell you, next season, you know, knock on wood, I'm still in the league. Uh, everything will seem much easier if things are back to normal. Well, Chris, what are some of the must-haves that you're going to have to take with you personally down to Orlando, down to the bubble? Yeah, uh, personally, um, just making sure that, uh, you know, you have enough change of clothes. Uh, we're still waiting on some details on laundry and things like that in the bubble. Um, you know, how do you get to that? How do you make sure, you know, you have enough of the essentials, you know, the the socks, underwear, things like that. Um, but also, you know, w- what's a tire while you're in the bubble? It's, it's nice. The league has uh, released some statements that the um, attire for coaching and front office staff will be relaxed like we see in the NBA now. So, you know, a lot of polos and quarter zips and things like that. We're normally on a nightly basis. We're wearing suits and ties. Um, you know, so it's how do you pack enough of that? How do you have enough uh, sweats, you know, enough uh, workout gear, things like that? Um, but that I, I think in the grand scheme of things, uh, for me personally, throwing things in a suitcase is, is far easier than the overall team component. And CT, do you know what the schedule is going to look like specifically for these uh, uh, regular season games? Uh, still working through those details as well at this time. But, um, you know, it sounds like we'll have uh, each team has like a three hour practice block on a daily basis when when it's not a game day. Uh, you know, so that's because um, there's going to be multiple courts set up where teams will be able to actually practice. Uh, but then also some weight equipment set up throughout uh, throughout the campus. Um, so during that three hour period, that's like that will be mad and time only. So. That's either we'll, we'll be with our coaching staff and development staff working on court, you know, working through plays, just a normal practice. But then that's also our strength coach getting guys, um, you know, with weights, free weights, you know, ellipticals, treadmills, everything like that. Getting that time in along with, uh, you know, some of the, the off-court player development as well, whether that's, you know, onboarding, uh, just kind of working through guys, making sure that everybody's, you know, healthy, happy while, while we're stuck there in the bubble. Chris? Thank you so much uh, for joining us, jumping on with us, and uh, best of luck down in Orlando. Thank you so much. I I greatly appreciate everybody's support. Uh, We'll do our best to provide a lot of in-the-bubble content for all of our fans, uh, and look forward to seeing you on the other side. All right, we'll be back with more Inside the Colony, powered by Lutheran Health Network. You're listening to Inside the Colony, powered by Lutheran Health Network, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants NBA G League podcast. And we're here with Dan Vance, Media Relations Director of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, who's uh, bubble-bound, if uh, we can can use that term. I I guess we do now in uh, in 2021. But but Dan, tell us a little bit uh, first, 
let's go back to the podcast. And, and how did this podcast idea get started? Well, I think that it's a great opportunity for us to uh, personalize our players, uh, you know, in Fort Wayne. And, you know, you and and I and Cam Smolinski have had an opportunity to sit down over the last couple of months and, you know, kind of compile data, see what other teams are doing, uh, what the Pacers are doing, and, and kind of model things a little bit after that. But as we do here in Fort Wayne, do things our own little way and add our own flavor to it. So uh, I think that the ability, uh, although we have all kind of – disliked the downtime and so much of it it's been a great opportunity to really get a feel of what we wanted to do uh and you know and how we wanted to present uh, our organization and our players in this manner well and i think one thing that we've discussed is the fact that we want to put the mad ants out into our community and beyond just a little bit more than what we have in the past yeah absolutely and i think that we have a great opportunity to that because people are in tune to the Mad Ants, you know, part of it comes through uh, NBA 2K. We were featured a couple years ago. The 2K21 game, you can play as a Fort Wayne Mad Ant. Uh, the little things we do, even recently on social media, there was some interaction about uh, from a random account about how much they loved the Grateful Dead jerseys from last year. So the Mad Ants have always done things to help uh, the outside of our community be in tune to what we're doing. Obviously, our name is unique. People love that about us. So uh, we already kind of have that little uh, niche in the market where people want to know more about us. So it's a great opportunity to continue to fulfill that. And you also notice, too, that, that whenever, uh, in social media terms, you know, whenever players are profiled on social media, that seems to get the most engagement out of, uh, out of the community. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, people want to learn uh, in this community individually, you know, such a rich history of professional sports. Uh, people get so connected to the athletes, to the people. Uh, so any opportunity to do that through social media, through this podcast, uh, is just fantastic for Fort Wayne and the surrounding communities because people just eat that up here. They, they love to, to find out about their players, to hear their players, to interact with their players when given an opportunity. Uh, and then it just lets us expand the community. You know, we don't just have to be Fort Wayne oriented. Uh, it's the beauty of the year 2021 uh, and the world wide web and everything you do uh, can be digested on such a, a bigger level. Uh, and it gives our players more exposure. You know, you're in professional basketball for a career. So that exposure uh, is critical to what you're doing as a professional basketball player. Uh, and these little things that, you know, long ago were just Fort Wayne centric now are global. And now of course the Fort Wayne Mad Ants are going to be heading down to Orlando, Florida to play in the bubble with uh, 17 other teams in an abbreviated season. And then a little, almost like a single elimination playoff and you are going with them. Yeah. You are going to be the eyes and ears and bringing uh, all things Mad Ants back to the Fort Wayne public. And, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, when you found out you were going to be bubble bound yourself and uh, what some of these preparations are. Have you talked to anybody that's been in the bubble uh, with the NBA? So uh, it's, it, you know, it's been in the talks for a while, uh, but, you know, really, you know, we had about a, a two week notice, uh, maybe a week notice from when the, the G League actually announced that I knew for sure. Uh, that that was going to be the the path to take, and it's really exciting to be able to, like you said, be the eyes, the ears, uh, take in things, uh, teach 
the Fort Wayne community about these players. We're going to have so many guys that have never been with us before. So it's a really exciting opportunity. Uh, I've actually spoke at length with Ryan Stevens, who held this job before me and now does the same thing with the Indiana Fever. He was in the Wubble uh, down at IMG Academy with the WNBA and the Fever. Uh, and he's given great insight on just the experience. Uh, and I think the key thing is to, to be able to experience it and capture it for our fans differently than anything else we ever do. We have a unique opportunity where they're going to be in unique situations. Uh, you hope a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So I think that's the major thing I took from from Ryan is to just experience it differently. Throw everything else out the window because uh, these guys are going to have to. The, the coaches, the players, everybody has to throw everything they know about playing in the G League out the window and, and go down there and you know play these games in the, the playoffs in a different way. So to be able to capture that differently – uh, through things, including this podcast, uh, is really exciting. And of course, with Ryan Stevens, now you're probably going to throw out the information he gave you. What you know about having the Penn State bobbleheads yeah, no in Penn your State hotel room the whole time? Yeah, of course, uh, Ryan Stevens, a Nittany Lion uh, uh, alum. So uh, now getting down there, and once the Mad Ants start playing, how can the people of Fort Wayne and the Mad Ants fans locally? Stay engaged with the team, uh, other than you know yourself. But but how will they go about getting the information that you provide? Well, obviously, our social media channels are, are critical now more than ever, and they have been for the last almost twelve months. Uh, you know, through Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and like I said, just an opportunity to you know be involved at practice, uh, be able to get into practice and and see these guys, and you know the the personality profiles that we can build through that way is a great way to learn. You know, uh, we have local media here who's, you know, going to be following along and I'll be working closely with them to make sure that they are able to get content to bring everybody on, on the radio, on newscasts. Um, and then, you know, again, I, I hate to just keep self-advertising, but we've built this podcast in a way that's going to be so phenomenal while we're there for people to experience some of these players and the environment uh, without actually being there. And that's the key thing. Make people feel like they're there. Make them feel like they're a big part of this experience because that's so huge for this organization is, you know, <laughs> you, you have to have that feeling. Everybody together and that feeling of togetherness that the organization has with the fans in the Coliseum and in Fort Wayne, how can we best recreate that uh, in a shortened season that's, you know, in Florida? Well, yeah, sure. There are people that have been season ticket holders uh, with the Fort Wayne Mad Ants for, for over a decade. Yeah. And, you know, usually uh, between November and April, uh, they're in the Coliseum uh, watching the Mad Ants. That's not happening this year. However, uh, they can still get their fix of Mad Ants, you know, through you, through social media, and through the Inside the Colony podcast. And, and thank you to Lutheran Health Network uh, for helping power this. So, uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, what else are we going to expect from the Inside the Colony podcast, aside from just player profiles and maybe game recaps? Well, I think that you know, engaging with the players themselves—that's that's going to be huge for us to you know, while we're there, to be able to bring on some players, some fan favorites, some familiar names, but also some guys that that the casual Fort Wayne fan doesn't know about yet. We have some great. Uh, young guys, some great stories that they're going to be able to, to tell. And we really want to be able to engage in that way and, you know, let them hear from those guys firsthand 
uh, about their careers, about what has led them here. And I can tell you just from my little experience since the roster was announced and even just on social media, there's a lot of excitement for a lot of these guys who have never been Mad Ants to be Mad Ants. Uh, some of them starting their pro careers, some rookies, uh, some guys who have experienced, have a lot of G League experience, uh, have played against the Mad Ants to be able to play part of, as part of this franchise. Dan Vance heading down to the bubble in Orlando. Uh, should be a lot of fun for you, but you aren't going to have a whole lot of downtime anyway. No, uh, no. a lot of people <laughs> thinking there. Yeah, there's a whole lot of off the court, just uh, uh, relax and, and recreational, and uh, not for you. You're going to be digging up stories left and right, uh, off the court, on the court. So uh, best of luck, and uh, maybe when you come back, uh, you can get a little rest. Maybe, maybe we'll see. All right, powered by Lutheran Health Network. This is inside the colony.